Welcome to the Encounters Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Dopp, and on each episode, you will hear powerful stories of one-on-one evangelization, brought to you as a collaboration between Mission of the Redeemer Ministries and Genesis Mission, the Encounters Podcast will encourage you in the Catholic faith, inspire you as a missionary disciple, and equip you to share the good news of Jesus Christ with the world. Welcome back, everybody, to the Encounters Podcast. And this week, we have Father John with us again. It's good to see you, Father. Hi, Michael. Good to see you as well. How is life in England and life in the parish? Yeah, the parish is, is good. Um, I've got a, a hard funeral next week someone who committed suicide but um yeah these things happen and you just have to deal with 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 the the fallout and how people cope and all the different people affected by it but uh that can happen in any one parish at any one time did you know the person oh yeah yeah i knew yeah but we all we we offer our mass for him etc so uh he'll be surrendered to the lord with with, uh, the ultimate prayer mass itself so uh we thank god for the opportunity really I always love this as a priest. We, through the Mass, we can always have the last word, always, surrendering the person to, to the Lord himself. Yeah, it's such a great gift to be able to, especially off the funeral Mass for the deceased. And many people now are choosing not to have funeral Masses for their parents when they die. And I think of what a great tragedy that is, that they don't understand the graces that are available for those that have died through the sacrifice of the Mass. It's a, it's a big issue. Um, you know, I've noticed in my 30-odd years as a priest that uh, that is happening more and more. And you have to kind of try and gently explain and say, you know, this is what they would have wanted. <laughs> and it's interesting how a lot of people now come at it from, it's what, what we want, not so much the person who's died, what they want. You know? Right, right. But, uh, well, this, this was a heavy start to the encounter. We didn't plan this, Father. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about uh, happy days and great things. Have you got a story you'd like to share with us? Yeah, it's um, quite a straightforward one in, in a way. On Saturdays, we, we offer our tea and coffee and bacon buddies in the city centre. And people walk past. We just say, hello, would you like a tea and coffee, free bacon butty? They're usually quite surprised it's free, but um, people stop. Uh, some people walk on or they have their breakfast already and smile and say thank you and walk on. But anyway, this elderly gentleman was walking. And it's a little bit of an incline going up towards the, the, the seaside and uh friendly smile on his face but uh he says oh i'm, I'm too busy he said and anyway so i've got nothing to talk about so <laughs> obviously realize <laughs> we're engaging people in conversation i was thinking okay another one just you know walk on by but uh, i did have a little bit of a extended jokey conversation like the bacon butty would give him the energy to to get to to the hill for his busy day and uh, so he kind of laughed at that. But uh, and he did stop. He did actually physically stop. He was stationary. So uh, what transpired then was this busy man who had nothing to talk about ended up talking to me for 30 to 40 minutes, standing exactly <laughs> where he was. And he could have had a tea or coffee or bacon butty, but he was just talking. So uh, that was delightful, really. So as he stopped, I did start extending the conversation, asked about where he lived, and he told me, readily he spent a lot of his life abroad, various countries, but um, the last few years settled back in England. And then he kind of, off his own back, really, started to tell me a, a, about his daughter, who he was very concerned about. She's ill and she's dying of cancer. She'd had, summing up really, a bit of a chaotic life 
mixing wrong people, etc. And sad life in that that sense. And now she's dying of cancer. As a father, we tried to help her out in lots and lots of ways. Just being there for her, being very generous with money, maybe retrospectively too generous because it doesn't really always help people when they're in chaotic lifestyles, etc. But he'd done his best. And um, it all rather had come to a bit of an abrupt end, though, because the past six months, she's not contacted him. He knows she's still alive, but she's not contacted him and he can't contact her. It's kind of as a breakdown there, which was disturbing for him and upsetting for him. But I could see that this whole thing had deeply affected him. He's telling me, and like I said, giving me the details. And again, okay, Holy Spirit, how do I deal with this? How do I help this man? So again, it's quite a, a frequent question I, I, I put to people when they, they're relaying something which is hard for them. I say, how do you cope? I immediately said, which I don't always do, I said, do you have faith? He quite happily said, yes, I do, he said. He has this awareness that, that God is there. So he didn't talk about Jesus or anything, but kind of God in, in, in general. And he also talked about how God inspires you, your conscience. He offered up then, uh, again, he was, for somebody who didn't want to speak, was too busy. He, he was very willing to speak. And he offered up a lovely kind of account of where he, he met this mother with children quite randomly and just felt, just felt in his conscience God was saying, help her out. And it, it means financially help her out. And he ended up giving her quite a, a sum of money within a very short space of time. And indicated to me a very generous heart, who a man who was following these promptings, you know, because this, this woman was in need. She'd asked for nothing. He hardly knew her, but he just read in his heart, this woman needs help. So someone, I say, with no formal religion, uh, and he didn't seem to want to do formal religion, but in tune with inspirations, which were of a noble and loving nature. And willing to take the risk. Um, so I was quite impressed by that in a way. He, he then went back to his daughter's story, said to me, he said, do you know, I've never, ever told anyone about that. So he thanked me for kind of listening. I said, well, to be honest, you know, it's, it's a privilege that you, you told me that and shared that with me. But um, therefore, I could see God's hand in it on a very simple level, that this man had all this in his heart, a good-natured man, feeling a little bit kind of hurt and frustrated with his family situation. But a conversation with me, and and he, you know, he was cheery about it. You know, enjoyed said he enjoyed the conversation. Like I say, revealing something for the first time. And uh, he wasn't a very, although he talked a lot, he, he didn't. He wasn't very articulate on some level. But he, he obviously just needed to say it all and to spit it out. And because of the fact that he said he had faith, etc., it was quite an easy one for me to say then when uh, this conversation was coming to the close of, would you like me to say a prayer with you? And uh, he happily accepted that. So I just prayed about all the details he said, prayed for his daughter and that. Prayed for his, thanking God for his good heart as well. Like I say, for someone who was too busy, he had nothing to say. He had a lot to say, deep stuff. And it's one of those encounters where you just thank God you were there and were able to, to hear him out, say a prayer with him, and hopefully his day was better because of it. Yeah. What do you think shifted in him? At the beginning, um, do you know in a, in a few seconds, you, you can almost tell if someone 
and I say this with humility, but likes you. Yeah, kind of just, oh, he seems okay, you know, that type of thing, you know. Um, and then he seemed ready to talk. I, it's maybe because I, I say that the, the way I kind of engaged with him quite jovially, a big smile on my face, et cetera, and prepared to have a bit of a, a laugh with him about energies and bacon butties and all that. But I think he just kind of, okay, that's in the moment, let's continue speaking. Can't think of anything much more than that. Now, obviously, again, you can see the collar around my neck. I don't know what he thinks a clergyman. You know, he had a faith, but he wasn't church connected. It just seemed to engage, connect in a, in a positive way. You can kind of read someone's face, can't you? And uh, it took off from there, I think. Would you have done anything differently if uh, you had a, a similar encounter again? Yeah, I thought about that one. I think, I think it was quite straightforward. And, oh, I, I forgot to say. I did go to my car and get a little prayer card, the one where it talks about, I want to encounter you, Jesus. I don't want to see you as an object or a thing. I want to encounter you. And because, again, although he talked of God and conscience, he didn't talk about Jesus specifically. And I thought, ah, that's that's a very specific prayer to Jesus. So I gave him that in a divine mercy card, which he, he readily accepted. In one sense, I think that was all maybe the Lord wanted me to do at that moment with that man, the busy man with nothing to say. It's funny if uh, that he would use that as his opening comment. And maybe it was just a throwaway comment. Maybe he kind of was busy and then, you know, by you engaging him, he kind of stayed there. But you also wonder if someone that's going through suffering like he is obviously with his daughter, if they feel like it's not that they don't have anything to say, is that they have nobody to say it to. Yeah, and, and because he hadn't told anyone else as well, it's obviously on his mind, heavily on his mind, because uh, once he started to say it, it all came out. But sometimes maybe people put a little bit of a mental barrier up, um, like this is big, this is deep, this is hurting me. I'm going to keep it to myself. And then suddenly there's a bit of an invitation in a very easygoing way, and it just flowed out of him. You know, it's like bubbling in the surface all the time because it's weighing him down. You can see as he's talking, it'd been weighing him down for a good number of months. So and that was maybe the trigger, the catalyst. And Jesus wants to be right in that. He wants to be right in the midst of those really painful things in our life too. To give us strength, to give us courage, that we can put our trust in him, that he can bring healing to us and to the situation. Yeah, very much so. And, and so many people are in that need, aren't they? So it's always, you know, we just thank God for those those opportunities of another anonymous face walking past. And unless we connect, unless we somehow bridge that gap between our soul and their soul, and it, it just starts with, with a few words and a, and a simple invitation. And the more people do that, the better. An old man walking slowly along, he could walk for days and nobody would say anything to him. Right? Yeah, I mean, these people yeah. are so easy to miss. We're grateful for uh, God bring him to you and grateful that, that you engaged him, Father, and that you were able to open him up and have a wonderful yeah. conversation with him. Okay, thank you, Michael. God bless you, Father. God bless. We are delighted that you joined us for the Encounters podcast. We rely on the generosity of listeners like you to be able to continue to offer this podcast and much more. But we need your assistance. Please click on the donate link in the show notes to see how you can become a monthly patron. Even $10 a month makes a big difference for us. Thank you so much.